I'm Olivia. And I'm Emily. And welcome to Backstage with PUIB. That's Pennsylvania Youth Ballet, a dance studio located in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. In each episode, we will have an interview, and at the end, we'll tackle some common dance questions in a segment called Ask Olivia. We are so excited to be doing this podcast and so glad you could join us. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. In this week's episode, we are so excited to share with you our interview with Lauren Fadley. Lauren and her husband, Francis Vayette, performed the roles of Sugar Plum and Cavalier in the 2015 Nutcracker. Lauren is currently a principal soloist with Miami City Ballet, and she and her husband are co-founders of the Vayette Virtual Ballet School. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to Backstage with PYB. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. We are really, really excited to get to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thinking of me. And um, yeah, I'm glad we could work it out. Why don't we start with your early dance training? So when did you begin dancing and where? Um, dancing when I was four in Orlando, Florida. And um, I danced there until I was 15 um, when I moved to New York to go to the School of American Ballet. Um, and I did a few summer programs before that at um, the Rock School of the Pennsylvania Ballet and SAB. Um, but yeah, most of my um, beginning training was in Orlando. Was that at Orlando Ballet School? Yeah, so I started at like a competition school in the beginning. And then back in the day when I was a kid, it was um, actually Southern Ballet Theater. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it, they've changed the name now to Orlando Ballet and it's a different um, institution in a way. But um, yes, it is. It was the formerly um, Southern Ballet Theater. That's now Orlando Ballet. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was um, for the most part. Um, I did go to another smaller school um, right before I left to go to SAB. But um, yeah, so I really I didn't have like a ton of, you know, um, professional, you know, training experience um, until I went to New York. Did you have siblings that were in dance? How did you end up starting when you were four? Was it something you were asking to do? Did your parents just put you in dance class? Yeah, so I um, I saw the Nutcracker when I was two, and I apparently just became obsessed with it um, because, you know, I saw the other kids on stage and was like, I want to do that, you know? And it, you know, kind of like every other little girl, like, I want to be a ballerina, you know? And, but... I was like, no, for real. Like, I really want to be a ballerina. (laughs) And um, so the studios, they didn't start um, with classes until you were four. So my parents had to deal with me, you know, running around the house for two years thinking I knew how to dance. Um, There's some really fabulous pictures of me thinking I'm doing ballet, (laughs) um, which are pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that was, that was it. And they put me in the classes and, um, I started with, you know, like ballet, tap, tumbling, and I just really liked ballet the best, which was great. Cause that was the only one I was good at. <laughs> um, so that, that's how I started. I do have, um, a younger brother and I, we, like, I always wanted him to get into ballet because he was, a a, a guy, but he had like, these you know crazy hyper extended legs and beautiful feet um but he had I would make up dances like on him at home but he never got into the to the profession he uh 
he works with computers now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we know that you started your career actually very young. I think you, you signed on with New York City Ballet at 16. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, something, you know, I really wasn't expecting. I had, I had gone to SAB, you know, obviously hoping to um, be in New York City Ballet, but I really thought I had a lot more time to train. Um, but it's not really something that you audition for, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're at the school and one day they just come in and say, okay, you're an apprentice now. And um for me, I was just, I was very like taken aback because I was still in high school and I, I just, I really thought I had more time to train, um, you know, and I, they were like, okay, well, you start tomorrow. And, you know, I was like, well, but I'm going home for Thanksgiving. And they're like, no, no, you're not like, this is, <laughs> this is your full-time job now. So, um, you know, and it's not something you say no to because that is what I that's that was my dream but it was just all a little bit too soon um for me I think that is crazy that you like (laughs) you get you go to school one day and next day you're going to like work that's so crazy and yeah (laughs) yeah and I was like I said I was still in high school so it kind of was like I would do school in the morning and then I I would be at the theater from you know like 10 in the morning to 10 at night because with the schedule at New York City Ballet you're performing almost every night so it was just um, a major change at such a young age that I just I wasn't prepared for (laughs) Well, and how, how was it different? You know, you said that you thought you had a couple more years to train. Um, you know, I, I guess you're still taking company class, but is that a lot different from the classes you would have been taking had you still oh, been yeah. a student? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially um, in that company um, because of the, the work schedule there. Um, the, the classes when we were in performance you know, season, it would, we, our class would pretty much be like 45 minutes, just like a warm up, so that you could get into rehearsal and rehearsal was just to get on stage, you know, so it was, it's very much like there, it's like a machine there where they just have it, you know, set up and you just go, go, go. And um, it's, a, it that was like a, a drastic change from, you know, being in the school environment of having like long classes with lots of corrections and point classes and partnering, you know, all these things that you're still fine tuning at that age. Um, and then when we would have our workshop at the end of the year, we, we rehearsed for like six months, you know, whereas for Nutcracker, I had two rehearsals before I performed it in the company. So, um, yeah, it was just a little, a little jarring. And for some people, they thrive in that environment, Mm -hmm. you know, like they love that. Um, but I'm not one of those, those people. (laughs) So for me, it just kind of felt like, wait, like, I don't, I don't know how to self correct and self motivate myself to continue to improve, you know, so I, I felt like I still had a lot more, um, to work on. So, um, that was kind of another element that was difficult for me um, being in New York City Ballet. So where did you go from there? Um, So, yeah, so because of all of those things, I um, decided to leave when I was 18. Um, I was, I had been injured and I was just really burnt out from 
ballet in general. Um, and so under the guidance of my parents, um, I decided to go to college and um, they really, I, I was kind of like just needed a break from ballet, um, but they were like, you should go somewhere, you know, where you think, you know, if you want to dance again, you would be able to, um, so that you're not just, you know, not dancing for four years. And then if you change your mind, you can't just really jump back in. Um, so I went to Indiana University um, because they have such an incredible uh, ballet program there. Um, so yeah, I went there for three and a half years and um, graduated with a Bachelor of Science with a, a outside field in kinesiology. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's very exciting. And just um, it's such an interesting transition to go from this uh, professional dancing career, you know, back to school. And then, and then, well, we know you went back into, back into professional dancing again. I guess you can, you can tell us where you went next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So from, yeah, from there, I went to Pennsylvania Ballet um, and I was, there for nine seasons. I was in the, the core for four years. I was a soloist for one year and then um, well, for four years after that. Um, and I really attribute my time to, at Indiana and going to college, um, you know, to my success in, in the company, because I think I was able to go in in such a different mindset. Um, and I was like really prepared. Um, whereas, you know, I wasn't when I was younger and in New York. So I'm, I'm so thankful for um, that choice to go to college, even though at the time it, it almost felt like a, like a cop out in a way, cause I couldn't handle the ballet world, but it actually ended up being the best thing for me. Where are you currently dancing? I am in Miami city ballet. I, um, Joined the company uh, when I was 30, uh, which was another kind of uh, radical <laughs> decision um, to do. But um, yeah, I moved down here uh, to join the company as a soloist. And um, I got promoted to principal soloist a year later. And I am in my fifth season here. So you wow. can do the math on how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's all just fantastic. Um, the experiences you've had. We know now that you are the owner with your husband of Viet Virtual Ballet School. So how did you come about the idea for that? And where are you now? Um, so that actually kind of um, fell into our laps in a way. Um, it started funnily enough, with a tweet, um, someone, a family had been on vacation in Fort Lauderdale and um, come to a show of Miami City Ballet and uh, like, I don't know, I liked the post. I don't even think I was tagged in it. I have no idea. But it was like, they saw that I liked this post. And then they contacted me saying, do you know of anyone that does any kind of virtual coaching for ballet um and I was like no I've never heard of this and this was obviously before the pre-pandemic this was um this was uh two two and a half ago, um 
that this happened. And so it was a, a newer concept <laughs> than it is now. And um, they were like, well, you know, we, we do some CrossFit training this way. And if you know someone, I was like, well, I don't, but I, I know myself could try, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we were like, uh, why not? And they originally wanted to just work on her um, Youth America Grand Prix uh, variation and her scores for that. And um, they were like, do you think you could do that? And I was like, we were like, yeah, we could do that, you know, but we could also, you know, in order to get those better scores, you really have to work on the foundation of your technique. And, you know, maybe we could try, you know, just classes first and see how that goes. And it, it was such a great um, way for us to be able to like break things down and really um, explain without having to, you know, just um, physically move and alter the body, like to actually have to speak and um, understand it. Um, that it made uh, like an even bigger impact on the student herself, having to understand it in her own body that we were like, this is pretty awesome. Like, I wonder if we could do this with other students. And in the beginning, it also kind of just started out as um, working with students that maybe di didn't have access to um, better schools, you know, like they were located somewhere and they didn't want to move away at 15 to go to New York like I did, you know, but they still wanted to get that kind of training um, of, of more professional caliber, if you will. So um, yeah, that's how we, we started. And uh, it just really took off. We were more of like a supplemental trainer um, to the students. And then obviously with COVID and everyone started doing it, which was you know, all the people that were like, you can't, that, that, that doesn't work. You can't do that. We're like, oh, now everybody's doing it. Huh? <laughs> um, so we've actually started some group classes and have a little more consistent um, schedule in that, that way too. So um, yeah, it was just something that, that really blew up and it's been a wonderful side project to have um, while I'm still dancing. Yeah. I, I think it's so innovative that uh, you and Francis came up with this well before the rest of the world jumped on the virtual bandwagon, <laughs> yeah. even by necessity. Um, so uh, that's really great. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm glad that it's been working very well for you. Um, do you ever have, I guess, pre-pandemic, did you ever have in-person classes with groups or it was just all um all virtual yeah we were mostly virtual uh pre-pandemic because I mean we have you know local students that we would work with um but uh the the main thing was we we were like uh we said we we're like your your ballet tutor you know like mm -hmm. you go to your normal studio and you're in the studio but we're here to help you you know, fine tune those things where you feel you're falling behind in the rest of the class or, you know, that you, you really need to, um, improve on, you know, for yourself. So, um, yeah, that was, that was how it, it, it came out originally. Um, but then with the pandemic, obviously we were doing a little more, um, consistent 
classes with everyone because then everyone started having to do it, it virtually. So, and, and when we did start, a lot of our students were, they would be in a studio. So we, they really could, you know, work on things in the space and fully jump and turn. Um, so with the pandemic and people being at home more, we've had to, um, you know, accommodate for safety reasons as well. Do you have any non-technical advice for your students? That's a good question. Um, I think, yeah, I have, I definitely have a lot of advice. It's, it's probably more, you know, what we're, we're looking towards, um, uh, just because I've, I've, I've experienced a lot in my career and, and not saying that in like, uh, uh, oh, I've, you know, I've, I've been there, done that, but more like I've had a lot of, um, you know, like upsets and um, self-doubt problems and, you know, just confidence, all of those things. So um, I think one of the, the biggest pieces of advice that I'm still working on myself <laughs> would be to, um, you know, to, to try to not um, compare yourself so much to the other dancers around you and to really find what makes you unique as a dancer. Um, it's, you know, I, I know it's cliche to say, but it's, it's true because, um, you know, there's, there's always something just because you can't do a million turns or get your leg up like someone next to you. It's so easy in a class or an audition to, to see that other person and get discouraged because you're like, well, I can never do that, you know? And, um, I, I especially am like that. And even now, like even comparing myself to how I, I was, um, you know, when I was younger or before I had a baby and um, it's so easy to get caught up in that. And instead you have to just really think of yourself in, in the moment and what you can present that makes you unique and special. And even if it's not a technical thing, you know, just the way that you, you know, carry your, your presence as a dancer, like nobody can replicate that. Um, so easier said than done, but I would think, yeah, that's probably one of my biggest pieces of advice is to, to just, you know, try to, to do it for you and not, um, for, for anybody else. Do you have any advice on handling rejection? Um, yes, I do. Again, <laughs> like, let me, let me see how I can uh, phrase it with so many different things of rejection. Um, I think it kind of that, um, again, that kind of creating that confidence in yourself, even if you don't, like, truly believe it. Like, I tell my students that a lot, like, you know, the, the faking it until you make it. It, it does work with confidence in a way, you know, like even when you're dancing, like if you're having a, you know, an off day or like the casting goes up and you're, you know, not called to something that maybe you had hoped for, or, you know, your, your scores on the competition isn't what you wanted. It's still being able to like pick yourself back up and come across like, like you've got this, you know, and I think that it's, it's almost like, you know, keeping your shoulders down, lifting up your chest and your chin and just having that presence, uh, going into class like that or rehearsal and, um, kind of like 
forcing yourself in a way to believe that yes I am this this person even though inside you know you're you're feeling that um um sadness or you know that disappointment um but kind of to to try to not you know it's okay to obviously um be upset when there's some form of rejection but to use that to for your your betterment in the future you know like okay, maybe what, what could I work on, you know, not just, not just physically, but mentally to, um, you know, get to that place where I want to be and be able to, um, you know, like in, um, be, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> I, I told you, I, it's okay. I um, no, it's okay. But just, um, yeah, I think to to use it to your advantage for the next time because there's going there's always going to be a next time unfortunately. You know, it's there's no way especially in this career to get through unscathed. Like there's going to be disappointments um more often than not and it's it's how you are able to get back up after them that um will make the difference in, in your career and your happiness. Well, and I think sometimes, you know, you were talking about how New York city ballet, maybe at age 16, wasn't just the, it wasn't the right place for you at that time. Um, That's probably a hard thing too, to reconcile that maybe what you always thought you wanted, maybe when you get there, realize that it's either the not, not the right time for it, not the right, you know, that something's not right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And having, having courage to, to say that and to take whatever steps you need to find what's right for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think, you know, yeah. So, so often it's like, oh no, I have to be on this path or it's, it's not going to work out. You know, I have to, I have to be at this school so I can get into this company, you know, by this age or I'm never going to make it. And, um, it's, it's so not true. You know, you need to do what's best for you, for you in your environment and your own happiness. And, um, even like what company you you know, I know I, I got into New York City Ballet when I was I was quite young, but, um, you know, I feel like so many dancers feel they have to be, you know, somewhere at a certain age. And it's and it's it's not true. You know, like here, even at 30 years old, I did an audition, you know, to go somewhere else. So ballet is so hard already that um, you have to really love it, you know, to um to keep going. And when, whenever you're feeling those kinds of, of doubts, um, you know, it's, it's important to look at, um, your, your, your path and know that it is possible to, to change that if, you know, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't mean that it's, it's all over, you know, which I in the past kind of had thought, um, but you're all, you're in control of your own destiny in that sense of, um, finding the right place for you at, at the right time. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so changing subjects a little bit, um, all of our PYV listeners will remember that you came, um, you and your husband came and danced Sugar Plum and the Cavalier for our 2015 Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. I believe you were both um, at Pennsylvania Ballet at yes. the time. 
Um, so we obviously know you've been in Nutcracker and you've danced probably all yes. the parts, but um, do you do you have a favorite role in Nutcracker? Was there uh, any any favorite role overall? And then maybe a favorite role of any ballet or any dream roles that you have yet to dance? Um, I think in Nutcracker, um, well, first of all, it was very fun to be um, there in Bethlehem with you all. Um, yeah, my husband and I were both... Uh, dancing with Pennsylvania Ballet at the time. And I remember us having to, like, we had to, like, drive back and forth a few nights because, like, we <laughs> there, like, was only a school show Friday morning or something. And so then we had to yes. go back and perform with the company and then come back. And it was just, I remember it being a lot of shows and being in the hotel, like, icing my ankles all the time. <laughs> oh. But you all, like, <laughs> made it so worthwhile. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um but yeah, I think, you know, everyone loves being the sugar plum fairy. There's something not just, you know, that it's the a leading part, but it's the her her role of like the protector of the realm and how gracious she is with, you know, Clara and the prince. And um mm-hmm. I just I always love those interactions with the kids um and the angels and um so yeah, definitely uh a sugar plum fan um and my favorite roles I I always say like it's hard to find a favorite role because there's so many especially like right like when you're working on something you're like this is my favorite and then you're like no this is my favorite mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's more like favorite experiences in a way um and I always say I love dancing uh Balanchine's Diamonds with my husband Francis because that was just we were just coached so well we were both like in our our peak of our careers and um it was just it was just a really special experience to have um and for uh dream roles I I think maybe when I was younger I might have but now at, at my age and everything I'm just like amazed to even be still be dancing <laughs> so well, you've probably done a lot already yeah. you probably kind of crossed you're crossing them off your list yeah maybe, right you've had the opportunity yeah yeah no there's yeah there's been a lot of opportunities I never thought I would have even had so um yeah I'm just I'm just thankful to yes still still be here especially even after COVID and a baby so (laughs) so you're and you're in rehearsals right now for um Miami City Miami City yes yeah right um what are you rehearsing for um we're working on a swan lake um I don't know if it's you know if it's happening right now um it's probably going to be for next season um but yes we're we're rehearsing for that I can't I can't give too much information I guess <laughs> uh, okay but yeah <laughs> right. we are rehearsing and um but we were really lucky that we got to perform a live nutcracker here in Miami um in December uh because of our wonderful weather they built a full stage in um a huge oh. park and we with with wow. testing every we all ha- got tested every day and we were able to um like perform Balanchine's Nutcracker so that was really special that's amazing mm-hmm. um so what has it been like uh having a daughter and then 
returning to your career. I'm sure she's adorable. Oh, you've thanks. Seen, you've seen your pictures <laughs> trip. on Instagram. She's adorable. Um, but, but how has that been for um, you? It's, it's, been, it's been interesting. Like I said, I mean, to also have, to have uh, been like right in my third trimester when the pandemic started, um, you know, it was, it was kind of just in my head. I was like, am I ever going to dance again? You know, because who knows what's going to even be the future right. of ballet and, you know, trying to come back when there's nothing to you know there's no classes to even come back to and um so uh yeah it was it was it was challenging I had a c-section so it you know it took a little bit longer but in a way the the silver lining of COVID was that I I didn't miss anything somehow I ended up not missing a single show from being pregnant into performing Nutcracker again um yeah, so oh, wow. it's like, you know, that's usually one of the biggest things with, you know, as a dancer and ha- thinking about having a baby is how much time you have to take off. And in a way, I was like, everyone's taking this time off. This is weird, you know, like, <laughs> I'm coming back, but right. so is everybody else. Like, we're, it's all the same. So, um, <laughs> uh, but no, it was hard just trying to, you know, be patient with my body and, um you know, it's, I'm, I'm still not fully back to, you know, where I would want to be. Um, but it's, it's also just amazing what the body can do. And, um, I think, you know, now that I, you know, I spend my, so much of my days with her, it it really just kind of changes your perspective as a dancer. Um, I know so many ballet moms have said that in the past and it was like, you ne- just never really understand it until you're there. Um, so like I said, I'm just like so happy to, to even be dancing. Um, and you know, that the, that she was able to come and see me perform in Nutcracker and everything. It was, it's just, um, it's, it's crazy to believe that, you know, that this is happening. So, <laughs> but, um, no, it's been, it's been a, so much fun. Um, and, a lot a lot better now that she's um sleeping better um i that was that was the <laughs> yes. big thing i was like i'm never going to be able to dance because i'm not going to be able to sleep like how is this going to happen right. so um <laughs> yeah so it's uh feels more attainable now <laughs> how she old is she is now? almost eight months and she just started crawling and she is just so hilarious and I just want to spend every second with her (laughs) does she seem interested in watching yes definitely um you know like I was lucky like I performed but I did sugar plum fairy with her in my belly (laughs) um so wow yeah so I I you know I was glad that to you know, for her to be able to, you know, at least have those experiences with the music and everything. And um, she's definitely like a a daredevil in that she loves being thrown up and down. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, because you were dancing in there. Um, But yeah, we're really lucky that she, um, my husband teaches uh, at Miami City Ballet, but he also teaches at a, a smaller studio as well. So twice a week, um, he brings her with him there and she gets to watch them, t- uh, you know, teaching class and um, she'll be in here with us a lot when we're teaching virtually. And um, yeah, she 
she's definitely intrigued by it. So we're like, we don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> this may seem like kind of a stupid question, but when she's old enough, are you going to? Put no, her in no, not classes? a stupid question at all. Because of you know, with two dancing <laughs> parents, it's like hard to you know decide because on one hand we're like oh ballet is just you know it's so amazing and it's so like such a special you know career but at the same time we know how hard it is and you know uh Mm. talking about rejection you know and going through all of that so um we're gonna let it be totally up to her if she wants to take classes she can definitely do that but um we're not we're not gonna force her into it (laughs) What hobbies do you have outside of that? Well, um, now uh, being a mom is a full it's a full time hobby. Yeah, right? um, yes, yes, that is a full time hobby. Yeah, um, but I would say um, I I love um, doing yoga. Um, that was uh, pre pandemic, you know, something I would do all the time, and now um, I I do it virtually, so that's that's fun. Um, um and then yeah and I know it's again it's not really a hobby but I teaching for me because that's not my full-time career right now it is something that's so like fulfilling for me um especially getting to you know see these students um over time and watching them improve and um it's that's just been a really awesome experience um but yeah other than than that I don't have much time for any other hobbies <laughs> yes I, I can imagine just having a child alone um is is a full-time oh, yeah. job right there and I think you have three I just said you have three full-time jobs <laughs> that are all very very demanding so um when we were writing that that question and the one about returning to dance after maternity leave and balancing I thought you're really just balancing amazing things just really like each one of them is amazing and wonderful um and how you know no no yeah it's anyway yeah no exactly because they're (laughs) it's all super hard but it's all so rewarding you know like they're all so worth it to you know to do that to make it work like that so yeah I feel very lucky um to be able to have all those experiences even even when they get uh difficult at times <laughs> yeah yeah knowing what you know now if you could talk to your younger self what advice hmm, would you get probably that um Again, I know they're all, it's always cliche, but it is so true, you know, that like it, it will be okay, you know, like you will get through this, you will, you will continue on, um, you know, especially when I think about my, the first part of my career when I was so young and in New York City Ballet and just, just thinking I'm never going to dance again. Like that's it. I'm 18 years old and I, I achieved my dream and now my life is over. <laughs> You know, like that's kind of what it like went through my head. And um, I could because I just couldn't see past that because that was my whole world at that at that time, you know, and it, and it wasn't making me happy. And so I just was like, yeah, I just couldn't see past that. So I think that my best advice would be like, 
you will continue on and you will be different and you will have a lot of struggles, but those things are going to shape you to make you, you know, stronger and better and, and help the next generation be able to, you know, fight those things maybe a little bit easier than, than you did. I think that's really great advice. It's it's almost like if you could oh, just have yes. that crystal ball where you just know, but it but somehow you're right. It it does turn out to be okay. It's um maybe yeah. different than what you imagined. Yeah, but... I think it's yeah the expectations that we have in our head. You know, it's it's so hard to let go of those. You know, not just as a not just as a dancer, but as a as a person too. You know, so. Um, it's, Mm -hmm. it's important to, to try to, you know, remember that, that, you know, it's not always going to be the way you thought it was going to be, but it it is going to be okay. And it it might even end up being better than you expected at that, at that previous moment. So for anyone listening, if they wanted to enroll um, in classes or tutoring sessions with you at at, um, virtual ballet school, how would they do that? They just go through the Uh, website. Yeah www.bayettvirtualballetschool.com <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you right. well thank you we're so glad you could join us today backstage at PYB please follow our podcast so that you never miss an episode if you'd like more information on PYB check out our website at bglv.org or friend us on Facebook at Ballet Guild of the Lehigh Valley slash Pennsylvania Youth Ballet or follow us on Instagram at PYB underscore BGLV. If you have any questions, please email them to karen.ner at bglv.org, and you might be featured on the show. We'll We'll see see you next time. time!